Well, good morning. I saw a really encouraging video yesterday. It's about 17 minutes long, and I posted it on our church uh, Facebook page. And so if you hadn't seen it, I encourage you to go watch it. I'm just going to give you the gist of it right now. Do you know that there's worship going on in heaven right now? Like in heaven, around the throne, there is God and all these people are there worshiping him. And we are just joining in today. Do you know that's what the church does? When the church gathers to worship, we're just joining in with what's already going on. And so it, he talks about, this guy named Francis Chan talks about our prayers are like wisps of smoke to the nostrils of God. Like, like it's like incense to the Lord. Can you imagine that? When, like when we pray today, when we worship today, God's like, man, that smells good. Those are my people. Those are my people who have chosen to come to church today, to this church. This is just one church out of many, many churches in this community and all over the world. There are people who are gathered to worship today. Do you understand the significance of that? If you don't, I pray that you will. I pray that you will not be, just do not allow this to be something that you just do. And then check it off the list, right? But let it be something that it is part of who you are. And I just want to encourage you with that. I couldn't sleep uh, last night. It was 1 o'clock in the morning, which is very unusual for me. I got up and wrote this, like, note to the, to the church that we'll send out at the end of the year and just take, tell people thank you for giving. And part of it is this idea is, is just, just understand the, the, the incredible or the magnitude of the fact that we get a chance to be a part of something so much greater than ourselves. And we're going to get a chance to witness a couple of really, um, and participate in, actually, at the end, two really most important ordinances that the church participates in, and that is baptism, which is like instant membership into the body of Christ. Not just this church. We don't even have a formal membership program here. We don't make you jump through hoops to be a member of our church. My deal is if you show up here and you worship here and you give here and you participate and serve here, welcome to the family. You're a member of the church. Okay? So if that's you, you're like, hey, I'm a member. I didn't even know I was a member. What privileges do I get as a member? Well, you get free coffee, all right? Sometimes free snacks. I don't know what happened to that today. We didn't have free snacks. Let's just cancel church. Let's go home. I'm disappointed, Caleb. We didn't have snacks today. I'm hungry. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. So I just want to encourage you. This is, this is so, much, so important what it is that we do, the thing called the church. So I was asked this question this week from a friend of mine who lives in Belarus, which is a small uh, country. It used to be a part of the Soviet Union. It's near Poland. And it's a young man that I met on a mission trip several years ago, and he's become like a son to me. He calls me dad, and I call him son, and he shares pictures of his beautiful family. And he asked me this question. He says, what do you, he says, dad, what do you expect from the new year, and what would you like to leave behind in the old one? Okay, so think about that. I want you, this is what I want you to use your card. Everybody got a card? Raise your hand if you did not get a card and, you don't, and if you don't have a pen, all right? Okay, so we need, we need some help. Who can help me out with this? Joel, you don't, Joel, I'll get Emma, or Trisha's right here. All right, so if you need a card and or a pen, all right, Trisha will come around and she'll make sure you get it. So you got to keep your hand right, so she knows who you are, all right? So we want to make sure everybody that wants to fill out a card has a card, okay? Man, I'm sorry it's cold in here, but man, it's going to be cold for those people who get baptized. Woo! 
but they will remember this the rest of their life. <laughs> remember that day when it was freezing in the school when we got baptized? All right, so here's the, here's, the, here's the questions again. What do you expect from the new year? Okay, what are your expectations? What are your hopes? Dream? What, are you, what are you expecting out of the new year? And what would you like to leave behind in the old one? Okay. So here's, here's my answer. So just kind of right off the cuff, I just like, he asked me this question. I said, well, I expect great moments of joy and sorrow in the new year. It's just, I just expect this going to happen. And there's going to be some great things in this upcoming year that are going to just be things that we'll just talk about and remember for the rest of our lives. There's going to be some really, really hard things that you're going to have to walk through in this new year. I, I talked with Noelle when she talked to me about getting baptized. And I said, I'll just be, I'm just going to be real and honest with you. When someone wants to get baptized, I say, here's the thing. It's going to be incredible. It'll be a great experience. But don't expect life to be super easy and wonderful right after it happens. Okay? Expect some, some tension. Expect the, the enemy to come against you. I'm not saying you're going to be like Jesus in the desert with the devil in your face. But I'm going to say there's going to be some hard times. There's going to be some, some moments of crisis of belief. Okay, once again, raise your hand if you need a pen or a card. They're coming around. We've got some right here. Here you go. All right. And I just know it's true because I see it happen so many times. Someone will give their life to Jesus. They'll get baptized. And they're like, Brady, why is it so hard now? I thought everything was going to be wonderful and easy. Well, that's not. I mean, ask, I mean Jesus, he gets baptized, goes into the desert. But then after he walked through this difficult time, came an incredible breakthrough. His ministry began and he changed the world. And so I just want to encourage you as you think about that. If you want to be serious about your walk with Jesus, expect some opposition. I'm just telling you right now, expect some opposition. The Chiefs and the Broncos play here in just a little while, and the game doesn't really matter anything, but do you think that they're going to be like, well, let's just give the game away, let's let the other team win? No. <laughs> There's going to be some opposition. So I said I expect great moments of joy and sorrow, I expect for my faith to be tested, and I expect my faith to grow. Now, here's the things I would love to leave behind. I would love to leave behind the 15 pounds that I've gained in 2017. You know, I love to leave those behind. Uh, they're in, maybe because they're in my behind. I just love to leave those behind. Plus, on a serious note, I said I would love to cast off some sin that so easily entangles me. I'll just be honest with you. There, just, as a, just as a man, as a humble, honest man, there's sin that so easily entangles me. I just want to cast it off. I want to leave it behind. So what about you? What are, what are your expectations for the new year? Uh, what would you love to leave behind from the old year? And I want you to write those, every single one of you that wants to participate in this, I want you to write this on the back of your card. Okay, and then just for database purposes, hey, it's the end of the year. Make sure you fill the front of it out too so we have all the accurate information. We sent out a bunch of cards to invite people to Christmas. We got like tons of them back. The addresses were wrong. People have moved and whatever. We want to make sure we have the correct information. I won't sell your names to any marketing companies. I promise. So, on the back of your card, expectations for the new year, and what are some things you'd love to leave behind?
from the old year. And so maybe it's, it's, maybe you're going to be super just vulnerable and honest with me, or maybe it's going to be very general. Whatever it is, I'm, I'll use this as fuel for a prayer fire, okay? And so we'll be praying for you in this particular um, aspect. At the end, you'll turn those in, and if you came prepared to give an offering today, you'll turn those in, and we'll have a basket as you come forward for communion, and just drop all those in the same basket, and then we'll collect them. So, you're working on right now, thinking about it. Okay, you have the whole rest of the service to get it done. So while you're doing that, turn, if you have your Bible with you, it's a good habit to get started for the new year, bring your Bible with you, and turn to Luke chapter 18. Okay, we have some Bibles out on the table out front if you need one. Hey, listen, don't ever feel afraid to just jump up and go, if you need to get a Bible, get some more coffee, go to the restroom or whatever. Mike, where are you going, man? No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I was getting ready to say, I won't call you out. Yes, I will. <laughs> All right, so Luke chapter 18. So I was just, I was thinking about this particular, this one particular passage of scripture. Anyway, when I was just thinking about being persistent in prayer, I think about this story. And then I, then I was thinking, all right, so it's 2K18. Let's look at LK18. Let's look at Luke 18. Let's look at some things that we can learn from this chapter as we get ready to go into 2018. So here's some things that we can learn from Luke 18. Um, chapter 18. So if you're, if you're wondering, like, what's on Brady's shirt? Well, this, sh- this shirt was given to me by one of the people from our church, and it's Jesus sitting among all the superheroes, and he's like, and that's how I saved the world. Jesus is the ultimate superhero, right? Yeah, and so I just think that's cool. I thought it was a good, year to, good way to finish the year up. So Luke chapter 18. And so before I read this, we're just going to read Scripture today, but before I do that, I'm just going to give you some, some highlights that come from the things you're about ready to read. Okay, some highlights that come. And these are things you can use, things you can use in 2018. Pray always and do not give up. Okay, pray always and do not give up. Don't look down. Don't think too high. Keep it real. Keep it real in 2018. God have mercy on me. A sinner. Let's call it like it is. It's the most powerful prayer other than Lord save me in all of Scripture. (laughs) Be humble or be humbled. Be humble or be humbled. It's okay to act like a child in 2018. That's good news, right? It's good news for all. Yeah. Man, if my wife can just like get that, she'll figure that out. It's okay to act like a child. Follow Jesus. Just try to outgive God. Just try it. I dare you. In 2018, see if you can outgive him. Here's, Here's how this works practically in my life, and maybe it works like this in your life too. All right, and I, I tell this story not so you can, oh, Brady's this great guy. Look, look at this great example. No, I just, 
I was just in the right place at the right time. We were standing outside one night. There was a lady that was homeless with her two boys. I kind of maybe shared this story. And uh, she was cold, like it is cold right now in this place. It was outside. She was cold, not cold like it is outside today, but it's cold. And she didn't have a coat. And her boys had coats. I said, well, do you have a coat? She said, no, I don't have a coat. Well, guess what I had on? A coat. And guess what I have at home? More coats. And I'm like, but I like this coat. I did this mental gymnastics in my head really quick. But I like this coat. Yesenia gave me this coat. It's a nice coat. She has some good style. She wanted her dad to look good. She gave me this nice gray coat. It was, it was a nice coat. But did I need the coat? No. And so what did I do? I told her I'd be praying for her. hope she stays warm. <laughs> no, I did not do that. That's the Bible says not to do that. So I gave her my coat. Guess what happened? Now, now, this is funny because you might be here today and I'll have to give your coat back to you. But guess what happened? I was thinking about this yesterday. God replaced that coat. He gave me a different coat. You know how he did it? Somebody left the coat here at church one day about a month ago. <laughs> I thought it was Steve's coat. I'm thinking he's the only guy big enough on that side of the room to wear that coat. I knew it was his. I called him up. No, it's not our coat. Oh. Thank you, Lord. It's now my coat. It's a little bit too big for me. I kind of like this coat. But it's a nice coat. Now, if you are missing a size 2XL, uh, Old Navy, nice gray, like wool, like lined coat, see me after the service. I'll think about giving it back to you. But, but listen, that's how it works. I gave my coat away. God says, dude, it's okay. I know where there's another one. I'm telling you, that's how the Lord works. And I'd say test them this year. See if you can't outgive him. Don't forget, this is 2018, don't forget his death and resurrection. Don't forget it. Don't ever let that become something that just is not meaningful enough to you that causes you to live differently. We're going to celebrate it today. We're going to remember the body given for us, the blood poured out for us for forgiveness of our sin. Don't forget his death and resurrection. And then... Allow your changed life to cause others to praise God. Allow what God has done in you to cause others to see it and to want to praise him. Has God done a work in your life? Has he changed you so radically that when other people see you, you're like, dude, you are not the same person. I'll just be honest with you. That's my prayer for Steve. Steve's a good guy. But I pray that when people see Steve from this moment on, they're like, dude, what is up with you? You're not the same guy that you used to be. Well, because I buried my old life and I raised to walk in a new life. Is it going to come with some work? Yes. Is it going to come with some struggle? Absolutely. Is it going to come with a whole bunch of people who will cheer you on and love you through it all? Yeah, absolutely. Right? That's the rest of our job. That's what we're supposed to do. Luke chapter 18. All right, so... These things that I just shared, we're going to find them right here in these, in these stories. And we're just, I'm just going to read this to you. And for time's sake, I'm not going to elaborate. I just want you to hear God's word in its purest form. Starting at the very beginning. Now he, Jesus, told them a parable on the need. He's talking to his disciples, talking to his followers. He, he told them this parable on the need for them to pray and always, or pray always and not give up. There was a judge in a certain town who didn't fear God or respect people, and a widow in that town kept coming to him saying, give me justice against my adversary. For a while he was unwilling 
But later he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or respect people, yet because this widow keeps pestering me, I will give her justice so that she doesn't wear me out by her persistent coming. And then the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. Will not God grant justice to his elect who cry out to him day and night? Will he delay helping them? I tell you that he will swiftly grant them justice. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? When he, if he comes in 2018, will he find faith in you? The parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. He told this parable to some of those to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and looked down on everyone else. He told them to these people who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and they looked down on everyone else. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee was standing and praying like this about himself. I don't know if it was really a prayer at all. God, I thank you that I'm not like other people, greedy, unrighteous, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of everything that I get. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even raise his eyes to heaven, but kept striking his chest and saying, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you, this one went down to his house justified rather than the other because everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but he who humbles himself will be exalted. People were bringing infants to him so that he might touch them, but when the disciples saw it, they rebuked them. Jesus, however, invited them, let the children come to me and don't stop them because the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly, I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. It's okay to act like a child. A ruler asked him, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good, Jesus asked him. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor your father and your mother. I have kept all these from my youth, he said. When Jesus heard this, he told him, you still lack one thing. Sell all that you have and distribute it to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. After he heard this, he became extremely sad because he was very rich. Seeing that he became sad, Jesus said this, How hard is it for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God? For it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Those who have heard this ask, then who can be saved? And he replied, What is impossible with man is possible with God. Then Peter said, Look, we have left all that we had and followed you. So he said to them, truly I tell you, there is no one who has left a house, wife, or brothers or sisters, parents or children, because of the kingdom of God, who will not receive many times more at this time and in the eternal life that is to come. The third prediction of his death. Then he took the twelve aside and told them, see, what, see uh, we are going up to Jerusalem, and everything that is written through the prophets about the Son of Man will be accomplished. For he will be handed over to the Gentiles, and he will be mocked, insulted, and spit on. And after they flog him, they will kill him, and he will rise on the third day. They understood none of these things. The meaning of the saying was hidden from them, and they did not grasp what was said. 
Obviously, they got it later, and we remember it today. A blind man receives his sight. It's the last part of the scripture. It says, as he approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the road begging. Hearing a crowd passing by, he inquired what was happening. Jesus of Nazareth is passing by, he told them. So he called out, Jesus, just like the guy praying in the temple. (laughs) Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then those in front of him told him to keep quiet, but he kept crying out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and commanded that he be brought to him. And When he came closer, he asked him, What do you want me to do for you? Lord, he said, I want to see. Receive your sight, Jesus told him. Your faith has saved you. Instantly he could see, and he began to follow him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God. I want to have Steve and his daughter go and and get ready. We're we're going to do baptisms here in just a minute. And as as they go to get ready, if Jesus was to ask you this question, the same question he asked this man. What do you want me to do for you? What do you want Jesus to do for you? Right now. In the year to come. Can't do anything about yesterday. There's 360 plus days that are gone in 2017. But what do you want Jesus to do for you today? I know we all have something, right? We we still have something on our wish list, a gift that we didn't receive this Christmas. We all have something that we need from him. And I encourage you to be like the woman in the beginning of the passage of Scripture. Be persistent. Press in. Don't give up. When it gets hard, keep pressing in because I promise you on the other end of it is this incredible blessing. I love how the man in the last part of the passage, he didn't give up. They they tried to tell him to be quiet. He's like, no, 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 no. I've heard something about this Jesus. There's something about him. I've heard about him. (laughs) He could do something for me. None of you are so unworthy that Jesus is not willing to do something for you. Do you know that? That's that's some heavy truth, ladies and gentlemen. That's good news. That's the gospel. That's good news. So we're going to do we're going to do some baptisms. And maybe you've witnessed baptisms before maybe you've been baptized maybe you were baptized as a baby and therefore you think well that's that's enough right that's that's all we need to do well I would encourage you to just follow an example of Jesus and I love where it says Jesus came up out of the water and then when he came up out of the water like the spirit of God descended upon him and a voice from heaven said this is my son whom I love and in him I'm well pleased 
And Jesus gave us the first example to follow when it came to baptism. And so, as individuals, as human beings, we want to follow Jesus' example. So here's what I want you to do. I want you guys to, let's get a little closer, all right? Let's, I want you guys to stand about, fell off the stage. I'm about dove into the water, all right? <laughs> that, that would have been bad. Somebody get that on video, it could go viral, all right? Just, let's just step a little closer. Let's just get, let's be a family today. Let's just get a little closer so we can watch this happen. So in, in baptism, it talks about this in uh, the book of Romans, chapter 6. Yeah, come on up, sit there. I don't know if we get a front row seat. I don't know. You're, people usually have to pay, like, extra money for that. Oh, this is awesome. I love this. Come on up. In Romans, chapter 6, it talks about um, in baptisms, we are buried with Christ. And so this is like, this kind of looks like a casket, doesn't it? In some ways, and I don't get freaked out about that, but this is like shaped, and it's about the same size. I hope Steve fits in it. He's a big, wide guy, you know? And, uh, <laughs> harsh. It's truth and love, man. It's truth and love. And so this is a picture of, of burial, right? It's like buried to the old way of life. Okay, and it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a line in the sand, like I've drawn a line right here at this moment on. I've got witnesses to see that I'm going to follow Jesus all the days of my life. And the Bible says it's like the death and the resurrection that we will celebrate here in just a minute with communion. It's like the body being buried, raising, just like Jesus was put in a tomb. This is like the tomb. The water is the tomb. And he'll come up alive. It's a powerful picture. It's a, it's a transaction between God and man that there's a mystery to it that I can't even possibly imagine all that goes on. But I know that in heaven they're celebrating today. I mean, we celebrate here on earth. It's going to pale. In, now listen, when, he's, when he comes up out of the water, I want you to cheer. It's going to pale in comparison to what's going on in heaven. I'm just telling you, do your best, but it's going to pale in comparison to what's going on in heaven. And so Steve, I want you to step and face this way. Actually, you know what? Face the other way. That way uh, you can get a good video. Go ahead, man. Well, you can turn around. How's the water? Actually, nice and warm. Feels good. All right. Go ahead and, go ahead and sit. Yeah. <laughs> sit down right there. All right. <laughs> well, Steve, I just want to know, man, um, do you believe that Jesus is your Lord and you believe that God raised Jesus from the dead? Will you commit to following Jesus the rest of your life? Yes. Yeah. It's because of your faith that I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Hold your nose. In Christ, we're a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. Go ahead, Noel. Come on. I, the faith of a young child spurs people on. And it was on Noel's um, 13th birthday that she came forward and she said, I, it's time. I want to get baptized. 
listen, as a pastor, I pray for moments like this. And we give moments like this every single week. And sometimes we do, the days come and go and nothing happens. And it's like, I'll, I'll just be honest with you, my flesh gets weak and I go home and get discouraged. And then moments like this make it all worth it. <laughs> it's like, yes, I'm still in the fight. I'm not giving up. Pray and not give up, right? And so all of the, all of the ladies in the room, especially you guys that are older than Noel, you have a special, um, special privilege of lifting Noel up to the Lord. You've been a little bit further down the road. You know the struggles that, that will come just with life. And I just, and for you men, you, you got his back, all right? Praying for him and encouraging him and holding him up and, and uh, cheering him on. So Noel, the same questions for you. You believe that Jesus is your Lord and you believe that God raised Jesus from the dead? Will you follow Jesus the rest of your life? Yes. Because of that, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Christ, we're a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. <laughs> Amen. Step out right there. Awesome. Um, let's, uh, Steve Bonar, I'm just going to ask you to pray, just stand up right where you're at and just pray a prayer over there. Here's a man that has two daughters, and so I know his uh, love for them, and I'm just going to ask him to just speak a word of blessing over them. Let's pray. Our gracious Heavenly Father, thank you so much for what we just witnessed together, and allow us as a church to participate in these two lives for these individuals who have now publicly proclaimed their faith in you. Father God, we thank you so much that you change our lives, that you come in, you reach into our lives, and we thank you so much for the gift that you celebrated at Christmas, that you gave your only son so that we could have eternal life, so that we could be washed free of our sins. And Father, right now, I just pray that as a church, we will surround these two individuals, that as the pastor encourages us to do, that we will lift them up, support them as they carry on the faith that they now pro uh, proclaim publicly before you. We ask all these things in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right. All right, so um, I don't know how we're going to do this now that you're all here, but let's just make it happen, all right? So we're going we're gonna, to we're get ready. We're going to come to the table, and I want to give Steve and Noel a chance to get clean, to dried off so they can come and participate too. And so we're going to have the bread and we're going to have the juice. I mean, as you come, um, just be patient with one another because we're all kind of jumbled up as far as, the, uh, as far as our seating goes. But uh, who has the basket that's going to be standing? Joyce, right here. So come by Joy, uh, one row at a time, and you guys can go first on the front row. And if you have your cards, get your cards. And if you have an offering to give, place it in the basket. And then everyone comes forward, and you take a piece of bread, you take the juice, and you hold on to it, and we'll celebrate it together once everybody has it. So uh, let's go one row at a time. Joy will kind of direct you from this end. And so let's go ahead and start. Front row, go ahead and come on up. So Jesus was there. It was drawing close to the end of his public ministry on earth, and he was preparing his followers for, for his uh, 
his time that he was going to be leaving, and he took bread when they were together. They were celebrating what was called the Passover meal. So it was the celebration that had been going on for the people of Israel for hundreds of years as they celebrated exiting uh, Egypt and being in slavery and bondage. And Jesus was like, I'm going to take this meal and I'm going to I'm going to take it and make it incredibly more powerful than ever before because when we take this bread and we drink this juice, we celebrate us leaving the bondage of sin, becoming free and entering into a new land, a new life and a new land. It's, it, let it change you today. <laughs> let it affect you so deeply that you'll never be the same again. So Jesus took bread and he broke it and he said, this is my body broken for you. And he says, do this in remembrance of me. So take and eat. And then he took this cup, it was called the cup of redemption, and it was a symbol of blood poured out for the forgiveness of man. And Jesus said, this is a new covenant now. This is my blood, this represents my blood poured out for you. And then he says, when you do this, do it in remembrance of me and do it until the day that I return. <laughs> and so here we are waiting for his return. So take and drink and remember what Jesus has done for you. Lord, we, we say thank you for another year. We say we're excited and we expect great things in 2018. We expect joy, we expect sorrow. But Lord, we know that you will walk with us all of those days. God, we thank you for just this, this witness that we got to see in baptism. May lives be changed, may hearts be impacted by their they, uh, their witness today. May other people praise God because of what has happened in their life today. God, we thank you for remembering your love for us and the greatest gift of all in the, in the form of Jesus who came to live and to die, to rise again so that we would have hope today and we would have hope for tomorrow. Thank you for the gifts given in the offering basket. May they, may they be multiplied to, to bring about the, the, your kingdom on earth as it is in heaven right here in in this community. Bless each and every individual that walked in the doors today. Remind them that you love them. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, look around you today. Say hi to someone. Uh, love them. And uh, thanks for coming. We'll see you next year.